Clark, I like this show. You're listening to Faith and Fashion 360 with my girl Brianna.
first is that God is better than the world's best thing. God is better than the best thing that the world has to offer. Magnify, magnify, lift it on high. Spit a Spotify to qualify a spot on his side. I cannot modify, ratify. My mama made me apple pies, lullabies, and alibis. The book don't end with Malachi. Devil will win employee of the month by the dozen to one score in three years from the third when he doesn't. My village raised him a child, come through the crib and it's busting. You meet anyone from my city, they gon' say that we cousins. Shabak, Barack, edify. Electrify the enemy like Hedwig till he petrified. Any petty Peter Petter group could get the pesticide. 79, 79. I don't believe in science, I believe in science. Don't believe in signing, I see dollar signs. Color white, color crime. Good God, the gift of freedom. Hosanna Santa invoked and woke up slaves from Southampton to Chatham Manor. My dream girls behind me feel like I'm James Early. The type of worship make Jesus come back a day early. With the faith of a pumpkin, see size mustard see here. For I will speak noble things as Trusting me, only righteous. I might just shrug at the skullduggery. I couldn't stand to see another rapper lose custody. Exalt, exalt, glorify. Descend upon the earth with swords and fortify the borders where your shortest lies. I used to hide from God, duck down in the slums like shh. I was lost in the jungle like Simba after the death of Mufasa. No hog, no meerkat. Hakuna Matata by day, but I spent my nighttime fighting with tears back. I prayed and prayed and left messages, but never got no hair back. Or so it seemed. A mustard seed was all I needed to sow a dream. I build the ark to gently, gently roll my boat down no stream. Sometimes the path I took to reach my petty goals was so extreme. I was so far down in the mud, couldn't even let my light shine. But was always there when I needed the phone. A friend to use a lifeline. From a lofty height, we wage war on the pole. The guys with the exalted Christ. Spark the dark with a pulse of light Strike the corpse with a pulse of life I spit on the title of tidal waves I spit on the apple and kill a worm A fire in Cali, a swallow a valley For every African village burn J-Elect would have never made it Oh, son of man, oh, son of man Who was the angel in Revelations With a foot on water and a foot on land Who was the angel that wrote a Harley From the project to the house of parliament And opened the book in the devil's chamber And put the true name of the Lord on it Old Jerusalem, New Jerusalem Comes like this beast with a ball of fire They poisoned the scriptures And gave us the pictures of false messiahs It was all a lie Mystery Babylon, Happy Sunday, everybody, and welcome back to Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So a bit of fashion news for us today. Um, Cardi B announces her first ever Reebok footwear collection. Uh, Meg Thee Stallion drops the date finally for her Fashion Nova collab. Um, she had announced a couple weeks ago that she was doing a collab with Fashion Nova. Um, they're very known for their inexpensive um, jeans and bottoms. Um, and she collabed with them specifically to do um, something for the taller ladies. So Meg Thee Stallion, you know, Stallion is, is a male horse. But, you know, typically her name comes from her just being more stately. I think she's about 5'9", which is taller for a woman. So she's doing something specifically for the taller girls who need jeans that are going to be tailored to them so that they don't walk around with the high waters on. So she finally released a date for that. Michelle Obama's stylist, Meredith Coop, actually created a When We All Vote collection. Um, It's a a t-shirt line that I'll talk a little bit about. Um, She's been very vocal on why voting is so important 
just last week I was talking about, um, or I think maybe it was two weeks ago, I was talking about the collaboration that she actually did with the Lip Bar um, by Melissa Butler, where they took the proceeds from um, a very bold red that um, they created together to donate to um, a foundation that was vocal about why we need to vote and why that is especially important, especially in black communities. Um, so she's continued on to do that with her former stylist and, um, they created this collection and it is, you know, just another way to kind of get people out to vote, really get, you know, something tangible in front of them and understand why this is important. Actually, Sean John, uh, you know, (laughs) Diddy some years ago, um, when Obama was, being elected into office, he did a t-shirt with Sean John, um, that stated vote or die. So they actually are re-releasing that shirt because it is definitely an important election. Also, Walmart is launching a joint collaboration with Eloquy. I've spoken about them several times here on the show. Um, they are pretty much a timeless, minimalist, uh, plus size brand. Um, and Walmart has been doing some pretty big things as far as the fashion front is concerned. Um, they, I mean, I walk in there and I can get pieces for the fall and they don't break the bank. And that's something that, you know, I definitely can tell that the team has shifted a little bit for Walmart. Um, You can tell by their fashions. You can tell by the things that, um, you know, they're offering now, especially within their plus size lane. Um, And I'm also going to be talking about the 2000s trends that are making a comeback. So we know and we have all heard the saying that history repeats itself and that is no different when we talk about fashion. We've seen that you know, the looks of the 90s and the looks of, you know, decades past have all started to resurface. We are doing tie-dye. We are doing um, the mom jeans. We're doing the Levi jeans and the Converse's and the Vans and, you know, just a lot of the things that, you know, have started to resurface within a lot of our favorite collections have been very reminiscent of the things that we used to wear, the things that we used to see our mom wear. Um, So I'm going to be talking about the trends that are making a comeback. I'm also going to be talking about how to level up your relationship by learning to speak your partner's love language. Um, You know, some of us may be familiar with it. Some of us may not be. um, But Gary Chapman has a book called The Five Love Languages. And it really is just how to um, understand your partner a little bit better. And I find that, you know, although this does work in my romantic relationship, I think that, you know, all of us have a love language. All of us have a way that, you know, makes us successful within relationships. And I think that this is something that works even in our platonic relationships, even in our friend relationship, you know, does my friend, um, you know, thrive a little bit more off of quality time? Does my friend need a hug? Does my friend need me to tell them, you know, that they did a really good job? So I'll talk a little bit about what those love languages um, entail, and I will send you links on how to, you know, get up on that a little bit more. Um, Solange Knowles covered the digital cover of Harper's Bazaar. Um, She talked about how she um, really got into being lonely and being by herself and how that, you know, really helped her throughout the pandemic and how that really helped her, you know, learn to love herself a little bit more. 
um, Essence Fest Wellness was just this past week, and Dr. Julie Harden also spoke about how to um, navigate transitions in your life and how they can actually be good. They don't need to be scary. And for my Moving Mountain segment, I'll be talking about Stephen G. He is um, a plus-size model that we only recently saw a couple weeks ago at Rihanna's Fenty Fashion Show, and people are intrigued, and they want to know who this guy is, and I thought that this was something that was super important to talk about just because we talk about the plus size, um, you know, female models, but we don't typically see the the male models and we don't typically see the male models that, um, you know, look like us. This is something that is important also for men. This is something that, you know, um, we want to see also the, the, the teddy bears and, and the people that look like us, like, you know, um, models that go down the runway, um, although they are people and they are realistic, they, you know, more often than not, there are people who have a little bit more going on around the waist. And um, I think that it was super dope that, you know, Rihanna continues to champion and show diversity on her runways. Um, And this was a different way that she had done that as well. So we've got all of that coming up here tonight on Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back. Everybody leave Show me what it's like to dream Everybody, show 
what it's like to dream. Hey, go, you the first. Uh, hey, say it with the chest. Uh, hey, yeah, yeah, wave them high, side to side. Let them know we gon' rise, we gon' shine. This is Brianna Fosu. And this is Talisha Russell. And we are of Faith and Fashion 360 live on Sundays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WFNK. All day. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So first up for our fashion news, Cardi B announces her first ever reboxed footwear collection. Um, so we are introducing the Club C Cardi sneaker. Um, this Saturday, the day before her birthday, so this was last Saturday, the rap superstar announced the next breakthrough in her Reebok's partnership, a shoe collection. Um, Prior to the festivities of her birthday, and her birthday looked like it was lit, um, she announced on her Instagram that she will be releasing her first pair of sneakers. I'm kicking off my birthday collection on my birthday weekend by announcing I am officially dropping my first ever Reeboks X Cardi footwear collection. While most of us will have to wait, a few fans will get their hands on the Club C Cardi sneaker early. As my birthday gift to my loyal fans, I'm dropping limited pairs tonight on Reeboks.com. Cardi's new sneaker was designed to be unapologetically in your face, much like the rapper. Taking cues from her recent iconic fashion moments, Cardi was inspired by bold design, taking the classic Reeboks Club C silhouette to the next level. Um, So that's officially going to drop on November the 13th. Um, And I really wanted to share this really because, I mean, listen... I remember, and you know, I guess this is just kind of a moment of transparency for me, but I remember when I used to watch Love and Hip Hop New York. And Cardi B was on Love and Hip Hop New York, and she was, you know, uh, she was still stripping or she had just stopped stripping. Um, and she was very, like, rough around the edges. And that has not changed completely, you know, a couple years later. But I remember when she was just starting out and she was working with this producer, and, you know, she was trying to launch her music career. She was trying to be a rapper. Like, she knew that this was what she wanted to do do and you know she was presented as this caricature like she was presented as like this super loud super funny character who you know kind of said whatever she wanted to say she was from the Bronx and she had this super heavy accent and you know she didn't care she was very in your face um and you know when she was trying to launch her music career a lot of people did not take her seriously and if we're honest that's just typical of um, when people want to rap because everybody has a mixtape. Everyone, everyone wants to do music. Like this is this is my life dream and stuff like that. So you know, and doubly so for female rappers. Um, so she was not taken very seriously. And in the first season that we were introduced to her, she was you know chronicling those struggles in trying to really you know 
get her foot through the door, um, be a female rapper, um, you know, make money for her family, make people proud as, as this girl that came from the ghetto of the Bronx. And one of the things that I remember what she said, um, you know, because it was almost, it was like pulling teeth with the producer that she was working with. It was like, you know, I need the studio time or I need you to help me uh, market better. I need you to help me get these appearances and shows and stuff like that. And he wasn't, he wasn't helping her. He wasn't putting as much work into her as she would have liked. And one of the things that she said was, you know, I'm, I'm out here and I'm working hard and I'm doing my best and you're not, you're not supporting me basically. And she said, that's okay. She said, you're going to see, I'm going to do fantastic things. And a couple years later, People don't even remember his name. I don't. Um, So, you know, it it really warms my heart to see her having a full 180 moment to where, you know, she got out of jail and and she was, you know, working super hard. I can't say that I always love the way that her message is wrapped up. But one of the things that she said is, I'm not here to be a role model. If if your child appreciates what I'm about and they appreciate what I'm I'm trying to to do as a female, as a mom, as, as a rapper, you know, as an entrepreneur, then that's fantastic. But I'm not here to to be a role model. And she's very unapologetic about who she is. Um, even the, the fashion partnerships that she does, is very, you know, um, you know, it's geared towards being frugal. It's geared towards, okay, you know, this was $5, go get it, sis. You know what I mean? Like when, um, she first really, stepped out of the gate she had her fashion nova partnership and one of the things that i always appreciated she did with her marketing and with her little ads on instagram was okay this dress was twelve dollars this was fifteen dollars this bag is a little bit more you can get this from fashion nova but these pieces are affordable they're attainable and and that's really what her character is like that's who she is she's very attainable um and you know one of the things that i look at her and say is you know you two can do it Again, not I, I. You know, I don't love the way that it's packaged. A lot of her music is not Faith and Fashion three hundred and sixty approved, but just that testimony and just her, you know, rising through the ranks of people who did not believe in her, of people that said, okay how are you going to do this? Like, I don't, you know, people didn't rate her. People didn't believe in anything that she had to say or her music and things like that. And we've seen that come across love and hip hop. Like you've seen the people like, yeah, you know, I really, I want to get in the studio. I want to, you know, I want to, I want to do this album and stuff like that. And I mean, when I say that she blew up the, the, the partnerships, the things that she's done just really show that the the girls from the ghetto got it and and one of the things that i also appreciate is her um you know everything that she does really kind of shows that that culture that that high end people kind of get it from um the the big earrings and the long nails and and the things that like we just go around our our neighborhoods and do organically these are these are the people that they look up to I'm just saying. Um, so shouts to Cardi B for her first ever uh, sneaker and Reebok collection. Um, I know that it is going to be fantastic. Um, and I might even, you know, I might even look at getting it because I know it's not going to be expensive. I know that it's not going to break the bank. Um, so again, that is dropping on November the 13th. Shouts to Cardi B. I think that, you know, again, 
that's just a testimony of, you know, people kind of looking at you and being like, okay, well, you can't do it. I don't really know if, you know, this is something that you, you're called to do, but guess what? God called everybody. And it's not for us to say who is qualified. It is just for us to sit and watch his work. Um, So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. When we come back, I'll be talking a little bit about Meg the Stallion. Um, She drops her date finally for her Fashion Nova collab that is going to be coming out. Um, So I'll talk to you a little bit about that. So get into some music and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Pastor Phil, and you're listening to WFNK Radio, Northeast Pennsylvania's premium urban radio station. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So next up for our fashion news, Meg the Stallion continues to do the thing. Um, so a couple weeks ago, I told you about um, a collaboration that she was doing with Fashion Nova specifically for taller women. Um, so she recently released the date and a little bit more um, details for us regarding that collection. Uh, Meg the Stallion is 5'9", so she is taller Um, and I, um, I'm five, six, so I'm not, you know, I'm not on the short end, but I'm not quite there. Um, but I do know how it can get to, um, you know, get into some clothes that if you dry them, not the right way, they turn into high borders and they don't quite work for you anymore. Um, so she is creating a collection, uh, with Fashion Nova. From the looks of it, the collection will feature a few selects of patchwork denim, and she even hinted at a few puppy pieces. That's not surprising considering she is a dog mom herself. Um, But with the fashion industry expanding to a more size-inclusive approach, this collection allows fast fashion entities to join that conversation as well. So she wrote Tall Hottie Stand Up on her Instagram, and she announced that that collection is going to be dropping on November the 18th for all shapes and sizes. Um, So originally, we had just been under the impression that that was just going to be denim. Um, you know, if anyone is not familiar with the Fashion Nova brand, they are known for, <coughs> on top of them being known for their denim, they are also known for, um, you know, kind of this unrealistic look within their model. So there's one particular model, and if you shop Fashion Nova, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, She looks like her waist is probably like a 12, like a 12-inch waist. Imagine that. And then her butt is just a regular size. Like, it's it's the size that, that all of us have, probably, you know, within the 30s. So just imagine that stacking up. It just doesn't quite make sense. But you look at her, and you're like, okay, somebody probably plucked out a few ribs. I don't know what's going on, if there's some Photoshop happening or what. But you look at her and it's very unrealistic um, and they are very known for their their jeans and for their denim and for their stretch, especially as you look at the aesthetic of this model. Um, they have to be because how else will this work? Um, so you, you, you know, you think that, OK, this is only going to work for people with super tiny waist, um, you know, figure eight body types and things like that. So I was really excited when she announced that she was dropping this collection just because I think that, um, you know, Fashion Nova has really kind of placed themselves in a place, again, for for the fast fashion, but they have all of that super trendy stuff. Some of their pieces are definitely of fantastic quality, but they have that stuff where you know, okay, I'm going to get it. It's not going to be, um, you know, 
high priced or anything like that. The quality is going to be good enough that it's going to work for me. But, you know, it's going to work that I can wear this for the season. I might have to go back and purchase it, but it works and it is fast fashion. You just kind of, you know what to expect with it. So I was excited to see that she was putting out that collection just because, um, you know, again, we, we kind of look at those models and we're like, okay, that doesn't quite look like me. Um, even their, I'll say even their plus size models are very like, you know, perfect, like hourglass shapes, like they're, they're cookie cutter plus size model. Um, and I've spoken about that here before where, you know, we're getting into a space where we are attempting to be more diverse in our fashion, but we still, you know, um, get drawn into doing it so that it looks nice and so that it is, you know, perfect looking so that it is, um, you know, easy to sell. Um, so I'm super excited about that. And again, I just kind of, I continue to root for her. She continues to move and she continues to shake, um, even after, you know, the situation that we probably have all heard of with Tory Lanez. Um, she alleged that she was, you know, um, shot and she was shot because we've seen the, we've seen the, the videos, we've seen the pictures, we've seen the stitches. Um, but a lot of that narrative has just turned into what a lot of our political, societal, climate has been for African-American women. Um, and that is just feeling questioned. That is feeling unprotected. That is feeling like you always have to, um, stand up for yourself and, and provide proof. And even in providing that proof, people will continue to question you and people will continue to, um, you know, question your character, your morality, um, your truth and the things that you say. It is a frustrating spot to be in. It's a frustrating place because, you know, more often than not, black women are looked at as the pillar of strength and we're looked at as as you know <clears throat> the, the the head of the households and, and and how to to save our men and how to you know be there for everybody and everything and time and time again the people around us fail in making us feel as protected as we protect everyone else um she had recently done this um little blurb with with new york times it was a super powerful video and the question that she posed at the beginning of the video was, what is it like to be a black woman? And, you know, she literally said all of the things that some of us have probably felt. It is, um, you know, being the pillar of strength and, and not feeling protected. It is, um, you know, making sure that we are are the cooks and the cleaners and, and not being able to attain um, peak relationships. It is, you know, having to be strong and not being able to falter in that at any time. It is, you know, looking around and being discarded, um, but rising through the ashes anyway. I mean, it was a super powerful video it was maybe like a minute and a half, but it literally spoke to a lot of our experience. It is going to work and, and being continually disrespected by coworkers and spoken over when, you know, you you have shown on paper that you know a lot more, that you have shown with your degrees that you know a lot more, but this is a person that they're going to look at anyway. It is just being marginalized in every sense of the word. Um, and no matter your economic status, no matter how famous you are, this is an experience that we have.
This is something that goes on. I could give you everything. I could provide you with everything that works. And and I will be the first to say that this situation, you know, with her and Tory Lanez, um, I think that a lot of it has been, the, the way that it's played out has caused people to be a little bit frustrated just because one, it's just kind of like, um, give us all the details because I don't know what's going on. I feel like I'm getting part of the story. Somebody's putting out an album with like little jabs and, and things like that. I don't know what you're talking about. Like just talk to me in words, just talk to me in conversation. And a lot of it has just been so mums the word. Um, there are parties that, you know, were involved that have not spoken at all. Um, so I think, you know, again, as things play out on social media, people are frustrated because they want the information and they have um, been forced to, not even forced, you you don't have to, we could all just kind of mind our business, Um, but they have, you know, been placed in a position to pick a side based off of the the little information that they have received. Um, But one thing that I can say is that in spite of all of the trauma that she has gone through um, and all of the trauma that we have seen play out, she continues to work and she continues to rise. And if that is not the plight of the black woman, I don't know what is. Um, so shouts to Meg Thee Stallion. Again, her Fashion Nova collaboration is going to be dropping on November the 18th. And that is for just about everybody. Um, so you're here with me on Faith and Fashion 360. When we come back, I'll be talking about Michelle Obama's collaboration with her stylist Meredith Coop um, in order to get some tangible pieces out there in order to remind everyone to vote. So you're here with me on Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back. Like I've been down to the river You washed away all my shame No longer bound because I'm forgiven Yeah, I've been made free from sin's guilty stain You gave your life for me that I might be saved You changed my destiny With the awesome price you paid Now I can say All things are passed away All things are new God does say Yes, I've been changed Yes, I've been changed Oh, yeah Yeah, it's true, it's true. I found my life in you All things are new Yes, I've been changed. Minds renewed, no longer a sinner. No greater love have I ever known. And now I've got power to walk like a winner. Yeah, 
destiny with the awesome price you paid. Now I can say, old things are passed away. All things are new. Yes, I've been changed. This is your girl, Tamika Patton, and you're listening to WFNK. Oh. 
day. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So next up in our fashion news, Michelle Obama stylist Meredith Coop and Sarween Salih co-curate second When We All Vote collection. So as the election season reigns supreme, the eclectic merchandise that usually comes during the political cycle has made its way into many households. So that's buttons, that's hats, you know, the red hats that we, uh, have all come to loathe and recognize. Um, so fresh off of the political debate that took earlier took place earlier this month, um, labels are releasing wardrobe selects to encourage any and everyone to go out and get the polls um, come election day. Uh, so back with its second drop, Michelle Obama's When We All Vert, Vote merch collection has been co-curated by her stylist and Sarween Salee. It's critical that we continue to engage voters in creative ways to encourage them to get registered and vote early. Um, Michelle Obama told this to Essence in a statement, in our mission to change the culture around voting, this project helps inspire new conversations around voting and making your voice heard, especially among young people. The collection features a young group of Black creatives showing off pieces that include hoodies, jean jackets, gold hoops, and includes a few home good items like mugs and candles. Each product, including uh, encouraging messaging like the power of the people is greater than the people in power, which reads on the back of a nude matching sweatsuit. Um, my hope is that people are inspired and motivated to vote this year and that the Vote Forever merch line can help everyone feel connected to something bigger than themselves. Um, shop the second when we all vote collection at voteforevermerch.com um and i really like um some of their pieces i mean they have you know mugs they have candles they have this super cute um vote ring they have trucker jeans jackets and that was actually partnered with levi's um so you know they have a bunch of things that you know Again, I, I think that these are really good ideas just because, you know, when you have something tangible attached to something super important, it's a reminder to you. It's something that says, okay, this is, um, you know, something that I need to put at the top of my priorities list. And I think that when people see a face like Michelle Obama, you know, one thing that I can say about her that, you know, outside of, you know, Miss Miss Jackie O, um, we have not seen a substantial first lady do um, some of the things that she has done and really kind of set herself apart from the president. So, you know, not just being, the, you know, being the first lady is super important, but, you know, a lot of the times they get a lot of those, you know, fluff projects and things that, that people may not necessarily buy into, but she was really at the head of a lot of, you know, important things during, um, I guess her time in, in as first lady um, with the president in the White House. And I definitely think that a lot of people can appreciate her again, just as I was talking about with Meg Thee Stallion in my last segment where, you know, she is a black woman and no matter what position we find ourselves placed in, even if it is in a position of power in a place where, um, you know, we are quote unquote untouchable. We still find that we have 
a lot of similar experiences to that of our, you know, black sisters within our neighborhoods or, or, you know, black celebrities, we all have similar experiences. And we saw her within the eight years that her husband was in the office be, you know, ridiculed and be made fun of. And people had so many things to say about her appearance and her work ethic and, and things that, you know, may not have been allowed with the, white first ladies that came before her and and have come after her even again if their track record even if their rap sheet is not as impressive so we find that again a lot of the time even though we are um you know even though we stack up and sometimes even stack over we find ourselves having to to fight and find ourselves having to um, prove ourselves time and time again. Um, so the Vote Forever merch, again, includes collective socks um, from the Girlfriend Collective. Um, they have, you know, hoop earrings. They even have some cool um, dog bandanas. Um, and this cute one says, Dogs for Democracy. Um, they have the bright black candle they have um, really comfy, cozy sweatpants, sweatshirt coordinates, which again, perfect for the fall time. They come in nude and black colors. They also have hoodies. They have rings, which are that those are my jam. But if you give me a ring that says someone, I'm all into it. Um, so they have really cute, um, you know, vote rings and. What else do they have here? They have cute um, buttons. So, you know, we all know those buttons. Those are pretty much, you know, something that you see pretty much in every election, whether it is Congress, whether it's small local election, everybody's got those buttons. Um, You can put them pretty much on on everything. People put them on their jean jackets these days. Um, They have shorts. They have mugs. I mean, pretty much everything to just kind of state your claim and say that you are voting and getting involved in what is super, super important. They even have masks. So whatever it is that is, you know, a closet staple for you, they have for the Vote Forever merch. Um, I especially recommend it if you are a Democrat. Um, But if you are not, I think, again... It is just about knowing that we have these rights. And unfortunately, as we saw four years ago, um, you know, a lot of us kind of fell short on that opportunity. A lot of us said, well, what's my vote going to do? What is my, you know, trip to the, you know, the polling place going to do. And we saw hundreds of thousands of of people who decided not to vote and could have made a substantial difference on the climate that we are currently in. So I definitely encourage you, um, do not use that right. Um, do, do not let that right be in vain. Do it so that you are making a difference because as we have seen a lot of the, the things that go on, a lot of the decisions that are made, a lot of the things that we are heartbroken about, a lot of the things that we protest about, these things happen and these things go on based on the people that are put into seats of power. These things happen and go on based on the trip that we did not make to the polling place. These things happen because we decided I'm just not going to be bothered and we have to be bothered and we have to um, let our voices be heard and we have to speak up and we have to show um, that the children around us that this is important because um, inevitably the, the decisions we make and do not make 
will impact them for years to come. And these are rights that our ancestors fought for. These are rights that we did not always have. These are decisions that at one point we were not able to make and nobody cared what we had to say. And now somebody does. So don't be discouraged by the super long lines that you're going to see. And don't be um, tricked by you know, the fake ballot. I mean, there's some things going on. I have seen some things within the, um, you know, within the news and and within articles about some very shady things going on this election season. And if this was not an important election season, they wouldn't be trying so hard to suppress your voice and suppress your choice. So shout to Michelle Obama and her stylist for, um, you know, putting that out there for, um, you know, bringing these pieces to us, you know, it, it doesn't always have to be super high in pieces, but, you know, sometimes we just have to wear and walk around with things that, that serve a purpose and speak to um, what is important to us and speak with integrity. So when we come back, I am going to be talking about um, Walmart, who launched a joint collaboration with Eloquy um, specifically for the fall and for the plus size diva. So when we come back, I'll get into that. I will post links and everything to to everything that you've heard thus far here on Faith and Fashion 360. So make sure you're following me on Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show on Facebook, as well as Faith and Fashion 360 on Instagram. Get into some music and we'll be right back. Singing out 
much Or if you're home alone with a loaded gun There's strength at your lowest Life's worth living, you have just begun Caribbean heads. Download the WFNK radio app. Radio app. On iTunes and Google Play for all of that. If you are an African American, if you are a person of color, if you are a woman in this land, and you made a decision that you're not going to vote, maybe you're not voting because your issue isn't on the table. Maybe you're not voting because no candidate inspires you. Maybe you're not voting because you don't believe in the nominees. Maybe you're not voting because you think your vote won't matter. If you are a person of color, if you are a minority, if you are a woman, and you made up in your mind that you're not going to cast a vote, I came by to tell you that you are doing more damage to the communities of color and minorities in this land than any president any legislation and any hate group in America. Everybody get your hands up. We got the B-I-C-T-O-O-Y. Ladies. Hey, this is your girl, Marette Brown-Clark. I like this show. You're listening to Faith and Fashion 360 with my girl, Brianna. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So, introducing Elements with Eloquy. Eloquy is, um, I've spoken about them before here on the show. They are um, a plus inclusive brand that has pretty minimalist basic pieces um, that will take you through different seasons. A lot of the times, especially, you know, the past couple years, we've seen things that are trendy. We've seen things that, you know, everybody's wearing. We've seen fast fashion. We've seen things that, um, you know, may not be the most unique. Um, and one of the things that Eloquy has is that although, yes, their things might be trendy or, you know, they may not, you know, be the wildest patterns, et cetera, et cetera. Um, one of the things you can definitely get from them is the quality and you can also get things that are timeless, things that will work throughout the seasons, things that will work, um, for years and years to come that, you know, won't be like, okay, why the heck did I buy this? Um, so size inclusive style has taken another win as Walmart joins Eloquy in launching Eloquy Elements, an on-trend brand catered to plus size women. Maria Chase, the CEO of Eloquy, stated in a press release, we're excited to launch Eloquy Elements exclusively with Walmart, making our signature fit and fashion accessible to a broader group of women sizes 14 to 28. Eloquy Elements is available in sizes 14 through 28 and has debuted a ready-to-wear collection of fall essentials, including sweaters, jumpsuits, dresses, skirts, and more. Full of flexible neutral tones and denim, each piece can be styled in numerous ways throughout the season. Accessibility perfectly meets affordability with a set price point of $50 or less, come on now, giving every woman the chance to flaunt their style while being on trend. Design, quality, fit, and fashion have always been at the heart of everything we do. 
It's the reason we're here. We know everyone deserves great fashion. We've priced our items from $17 for a signature puff sleeve tee to $50 for a faux leather jacket, complementing Walmart's portfolio of brands. The Fresh and Alluring brand is set to release four collections a year and is now available for purchase through walmart.com or eloquie.com backslash elements. Um, Listen, first of all, I need a full leather jacket, so I'm about to go check that out right now while I'm talking to you guys. I went <laughs> I went to Canada, maybe it was, a couple years ago, and uh, my husband left my leather jacket in one of the closets. I've forgiven him, kind of. I don't know. I really like that leather jacket. Um, But anyway, I definitely think that this is something. Let me tell you, Walmart is stepping it up. Walmart has been really, you know, they get better and better every year. One of the things that I talk about is, you know, the, the buyers and, you know, just the brand voice and identity of a lot of these different places. And Walmart used to be kind of known for their household items. Like you didn't go into Walmart to purchase clothing. You didn't go into Walmart to, um, you know, get a coat. You didn't go in there to get um, tops or, or, or pants for work. Like it was something that you, you kind of like glazed past their clothing, clothing section, especially as a plus size consumer. Cause it was just like, you know, it wasn't going to be cute. One thing that I have gone into Walmart for clothing wise is maybe like sweats. So, um, if I just needed a pair of sweats to walk around the house in or something like that, but it wasn't something cute. It wasn't something like, okay, I'm going to pop out real quick with this skirt and top because, you know, you know, I got it from Walmart. It's going to be fantastic. I had never quite thought that, but in the past couple of years, let me tell you, I have gotten a number of my pieces. And when I say pieces, things that I've purchased a couple years ago that I can still use this year that didn't, you know, tear away in the in the crotch area or things that didn't get holes in them or shrink really easily. You know, they've gotten to a place where um, they have items that can take you. And they're not breaking the bank. So, you know, consistent with the Walmart brand of things being affordable and things being, um, you know, reasonably priced, they are staying on trend with, you know, doing something that works for their consumers. So, you know, they're up in their game as far as their style is concerned, but they're not doing it in a way that starts to ostracize the people who have stayed true to Walmart. Um, So a lot of the times you see where, um, you know, a brand rebrands themselves or they start to do something different or you know they open things up as far as size and style is concerned but then the price goes up or the quality goes down or you know the then there's things that you don't really like as concerned to the brand because they went so far away from what you're used to. Walmart has stayed very consistent even though they continue to do something new. Um, And they have really, really cute pieces. So when you think about the fall, you think about those khakis, you think about the olive greens, you think about the million and one sweaters that, you know, you're inevitably going to buy because they're just kind of super easy to style and and go out of the house and just kind of, you know, dress up and dress down. Um, 
they have slacks, they have workwear, um, everything is ready to wear, everything can be dressed in a number of ways, and again, that is sizes 14 through 28, so if you have never stepped into Walmart, one thing that I will say is don't sleep, do not sleep on Walmart. Don't be ashamed to say, I got this from Walmart. Some One of my friends, um, my friend Sharon, sent me this thing the other day. And it, it was a meme. And it said something to the effect of, um, you know, walking into Walmart and seeing something cute. And then you're like, okay, Walmart. I literally, I do it every time I walk into Walmart. I do it every time I walk into Walmart because I'm so pleasantly surprised that they have stepped their game up. Um, And don't get me wrong, there are still things that I probably would not get from Walmart, um, but they have definitely done service to their consumers, um, you know, realizing that people don't have a bag to to drop on different pieces every season, um, and they've made them to where it's quality, and one thing that I can appreciate is that when they first started doing clothing, um, you could tell that there was some evolution, you could tell that there was some growth within what they were doing, um, but they you know, get better every year. They get better every year. So shouts to Walmart, shouts to Eloquy. You can shop that now on walmart.com or on eloquy.com. Eloquy is spelled with two I's. So it's E-L-O-Q-U-I-I backslash elements. Um, so again, all of the pieces are under $50, so you're not going to break the bank. These are pieces that are going to last you throughout the season. So I definitely encourage you to hit up walmart.com. All of that stuff is currently on sale and get yourself right for the fall. It is starting to get cold. We may have like those, you know, days where you're still hitting 60, 65 degree weather, but don't get caught out here slipping and get sick. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the 2000s trends that are making a comeback. So we know that history repeats itself, and that is true even in the lane of fashion, if not more. So we'll talk about the things that are making a comeback, where you can pick up those items, or you know, you probably can just hit up your closet and, and grab them from a couple years back. Um, we are going to do a little bit of a throwback to the present, if you will, here on Faith and Fashion 360. So get into some music, and we'll be right back. So this is my thank you to you. This is my thank you to you. And all of the things I've been through. All of the things I've been through. So this is my thank you to you. This is my thank you to you. Let's get it. Never feel me yet, you're holding me strong 
yourself and do So this is my thank you to you This is my thank you to you See all of the things I've been through hey. This is my thank you My thank you to you All the things you are And all the ways you are Father you are good Father you are good This is my thank you My thank you So happy, and I never knew I'd be so secure because of your love. Life has brand new meaning. It's gonna be brighter day, And you're listening to WFNK all day. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So next up is going to be a bit of a throwback to the present, I guess. Um, So we've heard the... Uh, phrase, history repeats itself. And one of the places that that is especially true is fashion. So, you know, one of the things that I can say about fashion is that um, as innovative and unique and individual as we'd like to think it is, a lot of the things that we love have been done before. Um, I think that we kind of continue to revamp them and make them new and make them trendy and make them work specifically for the era or time or decade that we're in, but they literally are the same kinds of things. Um, I saw a couple years ago that a lot of the things that I like to wear and a lot of the trends that I like to frequent were already in my mom's closet was like right in the front of the racks at the thrift store, um, which is, you know, a super easy place for us to, you know, get on trend and get into some of the things that we like to do now. Because again, somebody is 
Somebody has already done it. Um, so I am here with some iconic 2000s trends that have um, made a comeback. So the first up we have here, two piece bangs. Um, you know, we can all remember it. First of all, I still like to do it, especially when I get box braids. Like I'll put my hair up in a ponytail and then have like the two pieces down on the sides. Um, I think that it's, it's really nice. First of all, cause it kind of cups your face. Um, and it just, it just creates like this, this whimsical look. I actually got, <laughs> When I was in elementary school, one of my teachers wrote on, you know, like my progress report that I that they wanted me to actually put my hair up because I got so distracted with the, you know, two little strands outside of my face that I was sitting there twirling it instead of paying attention to what was going on. But two-piece bangs have made a comeback as seen in every high school photo. Um, bangs are definitely a go-to choice with a lot of different hairstyles. They were made popular by almost every celebrity back in the 2000s from Destiny's Child to Brandy, Monica, and every female singer, rapper, actor in between. Um, this hair trend is definitely something that can be sophisticated. It can be urban. It can be edgy in whichever way you do it. Um, next up, bucket hats. So this was something that, you know, you, you saw especially like, you know, around the way they are something that never goes out of style, especially on a bad hair day. Um, you know, a lot of the times you'll see it in an athleisure look, you'll see it in a casual sporty outfit, um, or you can just kind of put it together with some of your favorite basics while out and about for the ultimate comfy, cool look. Um, I've seen a lot of bucket hats at, you know, some of your favorite fast fashion places, Forever 21, Boohoo, um, I'm trying to think, Romley, Sheen, every, how do you pronounce that? She in Sheen. I'm trying to figure out. You guys know what I'm talking about. Like they, they're the place for for a lot of your, you know, super trendy pieces lately, and they're very cheap. They're based out of China. I don't know how to pronounce it, but literally all of these places have bucket hats. And again, the way that we are making these things new are with textures and things that work for our era. So we're doing a lot of leather. We're doing a lot of the corduroy and things of that nature. Um, next up, low-rise jeans. Um, low-rise jeans are good for casual. Um, it was a trend that we thought that we left in the early 2000s, um, but they are used a lot now for bold denim, you know, style motivations. Um, and you know, they, they kind of help a lot of us feel like, okay, I got these low rise jeans. Let me chill out on these quarantine snacks and get myself together. Um, super low cut hip hugging style is definitely making its rounds again. Um, but I think on the flip side of that, you know, don't, don't give up the super high waisted mom jeans. It definitely, you know, it can go, it can go either way. Um, next up, French tips. So if anybody, you know, likes to get their nails done, if anybody, you know, enjoys um, a good, you know, full set, this is something, and I love French tips, but again, the way that we've done it now in 2020 is making it textured. We've made a different color. So long gone are, you know, the French manicures that are, you know, straight um, across horizontally. And they're just like the sp 
Anybody remember the airbrush? Like when you would get your nails done and they would airbrush the white on? I think people still do that. Um, but now, you know, people are making it fun with different colors. When I do a French tip, I typically don't do just the straight across. Like I'll do a diagonal. Um, I'll do just a small corner on a couple of different fingers. Um, I'll do a pink one. I'll do a holographic blue. So, you know, they're a nail design that pretty much everyone knows, but to give it a more, you know, modern look, you could do it asymmetrical to, to add to the classic style. Um, next look, putting, a, putting on thick Mac like lip gloss, lip gloss. Let me tell you, lip gloss is popping. I am not a big, I can, I'm not going to say I'm not a big lipstick fan, but you can never go wrong with just a classic, just gloss lip. You don't have to do too much. Typically what I do, like my signature lip look is to do a really nice overlined brown lip liner and then put on lip gloss. Because then it just gives your lips like a little, you know, like extra razzle dazzle. You didn't need to add anything to it. You don't have much to clean off. It just adds to kind of like a natural state of makeup. Um, And that's typically what I try to go for. So, you know, typically doing a lipstick or even doing a lip gloss is hard in in the state that we are currently in because of masks and, and throwing on makeup is almost like a moot point. Um, but it's pretty convenient to do a lip gloss because it's easy. It's easy. It's cheap. You don't wind up wasting, you know, your, your good Mac or, or NYX type products on your mask. Because a lot of the times what I did find is that I was putting on like this really vampy red or this really nice brown nude, but then I took off my mask and all of it was on my mask. And I didn't pay for this lipstick for it to be on my $3 mask. Like it's just, it's, it's not fun. Um, so adding a mid to dark brown colored lip liner for fall to achieve fuller lips is, you know, perfectly fine and perfectly on trim. Next up, the hair flip. I can't say that I'd ever done this one, but again, I'll post pictures so that you guys, you know, kind of know what's going on. Um, so this iconic gravity defying hairstyle is nothing but, you know, you, you take your hair and you curl it in the opposite direction. Um, so this throwback hair trend is, has been seen a lot on the runways. Um, it's super, and it, it actually is seen as super vintage because again, I saw this like back in the 1950s, like this was something that just added again, a, a nice sleek look to something that was already classic. So this is perfect for a night out. You can dress the hairstyle up with a side bang or um, a pony's tail. You can wear it down with a middle part. It can be done in, in so many different ways. Next up, I think you guys are going to like this one because I do juicy couture track suits in the velour, like in the velour. And I mean, again, perfect for the fall season because they are warm. I only have to throw on a little light jacket over the top of it. It's so funny. Like I'm reading through this list. I'm like, yeah, I used to do those things. You guys remember baby fat? Baby fat actually resurfaced again a couple of years ago. Kamora Lee 
you know, kind of not even rebranded. Like a lot of the stuff was still, you know, that signature baby fat with, you know, with the, with the cat on there with like one of the little rhinestones, like I'm, I'm having, I'm having nostalgia right now. Um, but the Juicy Couture tracksuits were worn by celebrities from street style, um, paparazzi photos. They were in music videos. They were in our favorite pop culture films. Paris Hilton was wearing them. Like people were out in the Juicy Couture tracksuits, especially in the early 2000s. If you didn't own one, you, you know, got you a, a knockoff from somewhere or you, you know, definitely wanted one. Um, they, were very high-end athleisure because, you know, they were designed to be as flattering as possible, but still comfortable. So you still, so, you know, typically when we're wearing um, sweatsuits and, and sweatshirts and things like that, you lose the shape, which you make up for in it being comfortable. But one thing that Juicy Couture did they combine those two very important things. Like, you know, I want to be comfortable. I want this to be flattering, but I also, um, you know, want to make sure that I'm not out here just looking like a gray blob. So they also, they always came in really flattering colors. They always came in, you know, really nice, um, you know, there were always really nice accents, whether it was zippers, whether it was like rhinestones, whether there were gold, um, you know, little accents on the sweatsuit. So they are making a comeback and they are good for, um, you know, day to night capabilities. Um, this one is super fun NASCAR jackets. Um, and even if it wasn't a NASCAR jacket, just those, um, one of the things that I think about are bomber jackets. So maybe not a NASCAR jacket, but those bomber jackets that had, you know, I was just talking about the, the, the voting paraphernalia. So, you know, typically like I had this, um, bomber jacket where I just put, I just put all of my favorite stuff on there. I had this Izzy and Liv, um, subscription box where they had this, this cute, um, pin and it said she's a brick house. I just put stuff like that all over my bomber jacket just to make it me and just to make it more, tailored to my style so you know people wrap scarves around the sleeves or people just put rhinestones people put um different monogram things um and it it makes it fun and it makes it um you know individualized so the motorsport trend has slowly made its way back onto the scene um and it's no surprise that oversized nascar jackets are on the radar um especially for the fall winter season fashion girls are taking cue from the high-speed athleisure look paired with slouchy denim jeans and sneakers or biker shorts and combat boots for a casual cool daytime look um next up trucker hats then listen that never went out of style for me bucket hats trucker hats all of it for a bad hair day um we affectionately call them dad hats now because, you know, they're, they're hats that our, our dads would wear. But these come in all different colors. They come in all different shades. They come in all different textures. Um, I will do a shameless plug right now for um, Formula Music, Mr. K Omega. He is releasing 
a black um a your lives matter collection exclusive um and he is actually partnering with the big brothers big sister association local to us here in the poconos and that is just his way of giving back um so that hat is actually available make sure you follow him at k omega on instagram um and you know these are just hats that he tailored with his designer that he has to, you know, just tell you that your life matters. We are in, you know, some very trying times. We are, you know, out here fighting for social and political justice almost each and every day. And what he wanted to do um, was just kind of tailor his logo like that, you know, really poppy gold logo that speaks strength that speaks royalty um and he made his logo black and he did this really nice monogram black against this um you know black hat where he's selling it and he's taking a proceed to all of the purchases to donate to um the big brother big sisters association so make sure you're following him and look out for that announcement um and purchase that as well but that is you know again affectionately known as a dad hat a trucker hat you know those are hats that you you know, literally can go for everything. You can dress them up, you can dress them down. Um, this was an early 2000s trend that, you know, made infamous by a popular logo. Um, celebrities put it on from head to toe with handbags, baby tees, low rise jeans, heels, whatever it is that, you know, you, you could think of. So that's one of the other trends. Um, and last but not least, Dior sunglasses. Um, it's so funny because some of this stuff like I would see and I'm like, yeah, I just saw somebody yesterday. And for people who don't know, you look at it and you think of it as kind of old school, but it really, it's not. Don't throw out, don't throw out your pieces. Don't throw out your stuff because you never know like when it's going to make a comeback. Um, so these were featured in your favorite music video of the lady, the, the late 90s and early 2000s. The lightly tinted Dior sunglasses are having a major fashion movement. So, you know, don't think because it's colder, you can't wear your sunglasses. The sun is still out and keep your eyes on these oval shaped frames to hit another peak on summer of 2021. So if you guys have any other 2000 trends that you um, have been resurfacing in your fashion life, make sure you send me a DM and I will make sure to post them up to my story. This stuff is always super fun to me because again, we think all right, this is old. I can't do this anymore. Um, I can't wear this anymore. Don't throw it out. Do not throw it out. Store that thing and wait for <laughs> two, three years for it to resurface again, because that is just, that's just fashion. That's just how, um, you know, that's just how it is. And, and we keep it fun and we keep it light by reimagining and rebranding the, the oldies but goodies. Um, so you're here with me on Faith and Fashion 360. Moving on from our fashion news, I'll be talking about how to level up your relationship. Um, Gary Chapman released, you know, this fantastic moving book um, about the five love languages. And that's just, um, you know, a study that he had done about what 
people have shown they need within their relationships. So there are five love languages. There are five ways to really get to know your spouse, get to know your significant other. But one thing that I've found is that um, this is something that could work in all relationships. This is something that can help um, amplify, intensify, and level up all relationships, not just romantic ones. Um, as we continue to get to know the people around us and figure out who, um, you know, what they need, how I can love them better, how I can better listen to them. This is something that I think is, you know, serving for, for all of us, just not romantically. So when we come back, I'll tell you about the five love languages, what that means, give you a couple of examples and post where you can, you know, get some more information about that. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music, and we'll be right back. Hey, family. I'm Pastor Phil Davis from Gator Shallow Church in Eastern Pennsylvania. Take some time to get the word in your life by stopping into your local church on Sundays or by listening to the Sunday Sermon at 10 a.m. on WFMK Radio. Hold the pride, I gave the time But this here is my 
right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So level up your relationship by learning to speak your partner's love language. Um, so Gary Chapman, he is a marriage counselor. Um, years ago, he put out this book called The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts. Um, His method was simple. Different people with different personalities express love in different ways. Um, So the five love languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. So he found that, you know, um, people within relationships exhibit one of these five things most predominantly like the you know you definitely need more words of affirmation you are a physical touch kind of person and you know um we we find that these are used a lot in premarital counseling um my husband and I have gone through the book a couple of different times and just learning more about each other within our first couple years of marriage um but I also again find that this can be successful in platonic relationships as well. Figuring out how to better love the people around you is, it's needed and it's necessary so that, you know, people around you know that you're listening and that you hear them. So each individual has at least one love language that they prefer over the other one. Chapman suggests to discover another person's love language. One must observe the way they express love to others analyze what they complain about and what they request from their significant other most often. Um, So the first one here is words of affirmation. Words of affirmation are any spoken or written word that encourage, affirm, and positively empathize with others. Chapman analyzed the results of 10,000 people who took his online quiz and found words of affirmation was the most popular language. If this is your partner's love language, try sending them an unexpected note, text, or call that reflects your appreciation. Um, and this is one that I think for me was like number two. Yeah, like number two, something like that. My my um my number one love language is active services, but I'll get into that one. Um, so words of affirmation, you know, I think that we find is the most popular because it just it it bigs people up and it reminds them that they're fantastic and it reminds them that they're awesome. It reminds them that you know I see you, I see what it is you have going on. I'm proud of you. You're doing fantastic, and it's just a reminder and a pat on the back, which, you know, if we're being honest, a lot of us need. A lot of us need, especially in a time where we're feeling lonely, when we feel like we're not serving to um, the things that we want to do um, and the things that we want to see in our lives. So, you know, just someone saying to you, job well done, um, is, you know, it can make all of the difference. Um, Next up, physical touch. Now, this one does not just equate to sex. Um, This love language deals with using body language to nurture intimacy. So if you enjoy hugs, kisses, holding hands, um, just physical affection, this is your way of giving and receiving love. And I find that this one is the most stunted, especially within African-American households. So I saw this video where was this couple on Instagram? And, you know, this man, he took, he chronicled um, just a, a daily where he would go up to his hug, his wife and hug her. 
And one of the things that he said was he had to do this for his wife because he realized that physical touch was the way that she received love. But it was difficult for him because he had never experienced that. There were no hugs in his household. There was not a lot of physical touch. There was not a lot of of hugs and kisses and in ways of, you know, giving a child that nurture that they probably need. Um, so for him, he had admitted that that was something that was difficult and it was hard because this is not something that I'm used to doing. It feels foreign. It feels like I'm, in, I'm intruding in someone's space. And for me, physical touch is the absolute last one. I do not, I don't like to be touched. It's just something, you know, there, there, there was nothing traumatic. I just don't, I don't like it. It's not my favorite thing, but my husband is, is, you know, not to put his business out there, but you know, he likes to hug and he likes to, you know, and sometimes I have to, um, you know, I have to come outside of myself when he wants a hug because it's like, what, what's up? Like, I don't, you know, here, high five. But, you know, sometimes people really need that. But because I did not grow up in a household where um, physical touch was a thing, where there were hugs, where where there was that nurturing, um, and not in a negative sense, but it's, it's difficult for you to see th- why somebody else might need that. And in his house, it wasn't a big thing either, but he's found that that really, that really does, it it helps me feel like things are okay. So, you know, we found two completely different approaches to that, Um, but for him, it's towards the top, and for me, it is the absolute last thing, but that's why this quiz and, and knowing these things are important because you don't just say, okay, well, that's just me and this is what's going on and you just have to accept it. It's really about compromising and saying, you know, this isn't a, a relationship that is important to me and this is something that is important. So what I want to do is make sure I nurture that and that I'm listening to my partner for the things that they need also. Next up, receiving gifts. People feel and love feel love and show love in many contrasting ways. Maybe you happen to like gifts. Whether the item is a tiny trinket or a diamond ring is inconsequential because receiving gifts has less to do with greed or a fixation on material possessions. You or your partner can find gratification with tangible items and the thoughtfulness behind them. Um... You know, receiving gifts is something that I find is at the top for people who, um, you know, really hold on to like those long term memories. They're a bit more sentimental. Um, You know, I receiving gifts, I don't think is at the top for me either. But one thing that I know for people where it's just kind of like, oh, here's a receipt from, you know, this the, the first date we went on. Or here's a teddy bear that just reminded me of the, the time that you and I had this conversation all night about going to the amusement park. Just little things like that are, you know, the receiving gifts love language. Next one is quality time. This love language can be a bit tricky. Most people will say they spend time with their significant other often. However, it is less about being in the same place at the same time and more about having uninterrupted time together. One-on-one conversation hits 
differently when the attention on the other person is focused and intentional, like weekend getaways, a long walk, or relaxing on the front porch together. And I find that, again, this one kind of goes by the wayside as we continue to live in a social media era um, where we are always attached to our phone. So this one is super important if this is on top for for your partner um, to, to pay attention and be mindful with, because like they said, it's not just about you know, being together on the phone in the same room. It's about really paying attention and and being with one another and not just around. And the last one is acts of service. Now, this one was at the top for me. If you say, I need help washing the dishes and they respond, don't worry about it, I'll wash them. This is the love language of people who enjoy acts of service. Taking the time to alleviate some of your significant other's workload demonstrates love. These actions don't have to be grand gestures, just thoughtful and responsive. Keep in mind your partner wants to feel seen, heard, and appreciated. We all relate to most of these languages, but getting our primary needs met is most important. If you believe that you speak more than one love language, then you are absolutely right. Um, We all relate to most of these languages, but most of us have one that speaks to us the most. Discovering you and your partner's primary love language and speaking that language regularly may create a better understanding of each other's needs and support each other's growth. Um, So I will post the quiz for you. Um, It takes 10 minutes or less and it will give you a clearer picture of your needs, of your partner's needs, um, and how it can be, you know, the starting point to a fruitful relationship, how you can, you know, better serve one another and get to know about each other. Um, And again, I find that this is something that is super, you know, helpful as far as platonic relationships as well. Does your friend need for you to come and spend time with them even if that means like you guys are just binge watching something does your friend need um you to tell them good job on their business does your friend need for you to um just just be more present um so you know I will post this quiz make sure you're following me at faith and fashion 360 the radio show on facebook as well as faith and fashion 360 on instagram when we come back I'll be talking about miss Solange Knowles who uh recently covered the Harper's Bazaar um, digital cover for 2020. Um, and she reflects on stillness, joy, and the year that changed everything. So you're here with me on Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Jazzy and you're tuned in to WFNK Radio. Next is Sunday Night Mix Show, then Sunday Soul Food, and don't forget Late Night Journey. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. Three things Dr. Joy Harden Bradford wants you to know about transitions. So I thought that this was an important conversation to bring back up, especially as we are going into a new season, as we are continuing on to things that may be a little bit scary, but purposeful for us um, as we continue to do and try new things, especially in the midst of a pandemic, which, you know, as we know, has been and can can continue to be uncertain. So, um, you know, there is this challenge that's going around on social media. And unlike a lot of other things on social media, it has um, turned out to be something super positive. Um, It is called the how it started versus how it's going challenge. So, you know, um, 
this can be something just as little as like, you know, a kitten going to a cat or, you know, it, it really just kind of shows transition. And the, the ones that I have been drawn to are the, the super motivating ones of small business owners, of people starting out in, you know, negative situations and, and turning it around and having a full 180 moment. Um, so, you know, I've seen, you know, business owners go from starting out in their garage to going to a full packed warehouse or, or business owners going from a zero dollar year to a million dollar one or, you know, someone going from a a poor community to graduating top of their class at at Harvard. So it's very motivating. And it just kind of reminded me that although some of the things that we have set out to do may be a little bit scary, um, you know, they have wound up being purposeful despite the steps that have felt unsure to us. So, you know, when I first started this journey out in 2015, um, you know, I, for, for me, I felt like it was something that just happened, but I know that that is not true. And I know God makes no mistakes. Um, so when it was laid upon my heart to, you know, kind of start faith and fashion 360 as a blog, I had no idea what, you know, was going to come of it. Um, and the things that I have set out and plan to do, you know, towards the end of the year and going into 2021 will continue to catapult this ministry into, again, something that I just had never imagined. Um, and it was scary at times. I was uncertain at times. I didn't feel like this was something that I needed to continue to do. Sometimes it was hard. Sometimes, you know, it, it felt like, um, more work than my flesh felt like it was worth. Um, so this was something that I wanted to bring up just to kind of motivate people who are in um, a season of growth, but your flesh and, and tricks of the enemy have made you feel like it is, um, you know, you're, you're, you're decreasing, you're not doing what you should be doing. Um, so three things that she says um, we should know about transitions. The first one, it's going to be hard. Transitions can be difficult even when they are things we've been looking forward to. Things like buying a new house, getting married, and having a baby. Um, and I thought this one was super important because, you know, as we kind of go into um, you know, big milestones in our life. We're excited about them, but we are unsure and we're not sure, um, you know, how much we're going to continue to love them. I know that I want to buy this house, but I'm afraid of, you know, feeling like I'm going to fail at fixing this toilet. God forbid it breaks down. Um, and I look back at the certainty of, you know, renting an apartment and feeling like, okay, um, I know somebody's always going to be here to help me fix these things and to make sure that, you know, I don't have to take responsibility for it or even with a child or even getting married or even getting a divorce, just, just things that, um, we're not completely sure about. And one thing that I find is that when we are going through things um, and we're going to new things and they're a little bit hard, we fold and we buckle a little bit because, you know, at the first sign of it being hard, we feel like or we um, we interpret that to mean that we shouldn't have been doing it. This wasn't something that I should have stepped into. Um, this wasn't something that I should have looked to and, you know, again, nothing but a trick because this is something that you're unsure that you're, you're not, um, 100% confident about it. 
So immediately, of course, you're like, okay, I knew it. I knew I shouldn't have started this business. I knew I shouldn't have gone into writing this book. It's too raw. It's too emotional. It's too vulnerable for me. I knew that I shouldn't have done this business. I should have just stayed at my nine to five, even though I wasn't really happy. Um, But I should have just kind of stayed in that comfort. I should have stayed at this plateau. I should have stayed stagnant where I am because it's easy for me and because this is not something that I necessarily need to work at. So we fool ourselves and feeling like, okay, I need to stay here because this is easy. And obviously, you know, it's not supposed to be hard. Um, The second thing is you have to look back to move forward. In order to really process what it means to go through a transition, you really have to grieve what was for what's next. So again, even though we may be looking forward to the transition, there's still a piece of us we may have to leave behind. So when we think about maybe becoming a mom or getting partnered long term, there's a piece of our lives that are never going to be the same again. And so that type of transition, we have to grieve what was to really look forward to what's next. Um, And this is something that a lot of us miss out on. We want to completely skip this step. Um, I want the promotion. I want the business. I want the um, million dollars. I want the book. I want the million followers. I want these, these brand ambassador deals. I want that. But that piece in the middle where you have to let go of who you were in order to get to who you're going to be is super crucial. My sister Tamara Williams, taught, um, she has a segment that she does. I be- I, typically, she does it on Tuesdays, and they're called process prayers. So, you know, one of the things that she had said when she was here on the show was that, um, you know, there's a process to everything. There, there's a process through it all. There's a process to you being the visionary and the dreamer that you want to to be, but we always want to skip past that middle part. When that middle part, which can 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 be long, which can be like that five years before your your business really sees the uptick, or it can be, you know, that time where you're grieving a relationship and you you find um you know someone who is really going to to love and nurture you the way you need to, that time, that process in between is something that we always want to skip past. Um, And we don't realize that that time there is where we are being pruned and shaped into who we need to be once we get to where, what God has for us. So in me being, um, you know, a blog writer or in me being here and, and speaking to you, there were things that had to happen to me you know, during that time where I felt like there was nothing going on to bring me to being where I am and to doing it of excellence. And then you continue to grow through that time and you look back and you're like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I, um, I did grow and I did change throughout that, even though during the time, like at the time, it's really hard for us to look at the time and feel like something is happening, something is growing. But, you know, if you just imagine yourself at, you know, 25 and you look back at yourself at 10 years old, at 10 years old, like you thought, you know, you, you had it all figured out. You thought that, you know, your your clothes were exactly where they needed to be. And you look back at 25 and you're like, man, I was skinny. Or like you look back at yourself um, 25 pounds ago and you felt at 25 pounds, okay, I need to lose some weight. And 
35 pounds later, you're like, man, 25 pounds ago, that was nice. That looks good. Um, you know, so, so those things are definitely important, um, when you're trying to, to level up because it takes a different you to go to a different place. And the last one is give it time. Even though they may be difficult, it doesn't mean that you've made a mistake. I think this happens, especially when we have new jobs. We got on the new job and we're like, oh, was this really a good idea? So we haven't even given ourselves a chance to get acquainted with the new role or the new any kind of thing. And so we start thinking, was this a mistake? But it doesn't necessarily mean that this was a mistake. It just means you need to give yourself a little bit more time to wade into the transition process. So I say all of this to say um, that I think that, you know, as we go into new places and new faces, um, in new phases of our lives, it is important to allow yourself to grow, allow yourself those growing pains, allow yourself to process into the new fantastic things that are getting ready to happen for you. Um, and this is important, especially in this season. Um, I don't say that just, you know, for the weather, but, you know, there is somebody, I'm talking to someone who, you know, you are getting ready to go into a new season and it looks scary and it looks bleak and it looks dark, but God promised that he would never leave or forsake you and his, he will be right there next to you in the sand, even if you can't see his footprints. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. When we come back, I'll be talking about the plus size model who posed for Rihanna's lingerie brand. Um, this is something that I, I definitely wanted to talk about because, um, you know, we talk about the plus size models. We talk about, you know, being size inclusive, but, you know, we don't think about the men. We don't think about, um, you know, how certain images may impact our men as well. So I thought that this was super dope and I want us to talk about it. So get into some music and we'll be right back. All right, all right, we're back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosa, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So Stephen G has um, lit up the Instagram sphere, the blogosphere, um, all of our social media airwaves as the plus-size model who um, modeled for Rihanna's lingerie brand in her most recent um, Savage X Fenty fashion show. So when representatives from Rihanna's lingerie brand reached out to Stephen Green for a modeling opportunity, he thought it was a fluke. I presume this was just a mistake and I wouldn't hear from them again. Um, I was floored. I couldn't believe that they actually wanted me to model for them. Um, you know, a lot of people took note because his um, presence was on the brand's website and the high profile visibility of a plus size male model immediately began to make an impact. A lot of commenters gushed about what a joy it was to finally feel seen, and a lot of people were thirsting after him a little bit. Um, a couple of male um, you know, Twitter users actually commented and said, never in my adult life have I seen a male model that has a similar body to mine. I feel almost emotional, like I can finally um, buy something I saw and want and know it was made for people like me in mine. Um so Stephen actually took to 
his um, Instagram and he said, so first I want to say thank you to each and every person who has reached out and especially to those who've shared their stories of inspiration. I never would have thought my first time ever shirtless on the internet would be with Savage X Fenty. I was extremely hesitant the moment my agency confirmed, but something in me knew I couldn't let this opportunity pass me by. I thought this was that I thought this was for me, but this is for every guy built with some extra meat that unbuttons that bottom button when trying to avoid the crease that has to shop around like crazy because the sizes for us are already gone. But we sauce up a fit and still flex the drip. We hear we are sexy and we are the wave and don't let anybody tell you that you aren't. Um, they truly bridge the gap and know what true representation means. And thank you to the Savage team. Um, so I, again, I thought that this was super important because we, we talk about you know, visibility. Um, I mention Rihanna's brand all the time just because, you know, she has been the poster child for inclusivity and just making sure that people are seen and that, listen, and it's a marketing strategy that works for her too, because if I see myself, I'm more likely to buy your products. Um, but that untapped market of plus size men is something that you don't, you, you very, very seldom see that. You'll see, like, you'll see the pieces and then you'll see that they go up to a 5X, but you don't see it tangibly on bodies that look like yours. And I thought that that was super important. Um, consumers like to see and feel and touch and use all of their senses in their shopping experience. And one of the things that Rihanna has really mastered is making sure that they can see and feel and know this is this is for you. I have made this for you. I have made it so that it fits your body. I have made it with you in mind. And there's something special about knowing that. Um, so shouts to Stephen G. Shouts to all of the, um, you know, plus size male models that are getting ready to come out of the woodwork. I definitely think that, you know, she did a good job at, at starting to open up a market. These are models that are there um, that may have been used, but, you know, we didn't know that they could be used in such a way and to, to you know, use your influence to make sure that a very marginalized group, I mean, even probably more so marginalized than I, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's something you don't see. That was such a unique move. And that is going to be what keeps her, you know, in that realm of fashion, keeps her away from music. That's okay. But she really has, has, you know, she's tapped the market and she's done something fantastic. Um, so when we come back, I'll be talking about Miss Solange Knowles, who was on the online version of the Harper's Bazaar, um, issue for this month. Um, she talks about stillness. She talks about joy. Um, and that was something that I definitely want to end the show off with because again, we have been, um, through, we've been through a, a, a tough couple of years, the past, what, when did it start? March, um, the past seven years, have been, um, they've been trying for a lot of us, huh? They've been, they've been trying, they've been tough. And, um, I think that we have walked out we, we ain't completely out yet, y'all, but y'all doing it. We doing it. Um, you know, I think that a lot of us have walked away with, you know, really important lessons that 
will kind of shape how we think about socializing, how we think about, you know, the need to have other people around us and how, you know, that will just kind of shape how we move in the future. So when we come back, I'll be talking about Miss Solange uh, Knowles' interview on Hyper Bizarre. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So Solange Knowles, um, she graced the digital cover of Harper Bazaar's October um, issue, if you will. Um, and she reflects on stillness, joy, and the year that changed everything. Um, she actually styled herself for this issue. Um, she hired a bunch of her friends to collaborate, take pictures. Um, and you know, pretty much the theme of this was her being alone, her being in isolation. And she shared a series of powerful personal essays and poems that lay bare the private challenges and collective pain, the triumphs and the joy that propels us ever forward. Um, So, you know, one of the things that she spoke about was, you know, how we have been through a very trying year, politically, um, socially, so social justice and social social um, being around people and just seeing a lot of these images in the news. Um, so she spoke a lot about <clears throat> her stillness um, and how she was forced to kind of do that um, during the pandemic. And, you know, one of the things she stated was um, my stillness started with my body. It refused to be to go. I'd look to moss trees asking for answers as if they could talk back to me. I heard a voice saying you deserve joy. Applause from my loved ones and heroes wasn't going to do. Another voice, a critical one, says you have a lot of nerve chasing joy and freedom when you already have so much. But I went for it anyway. Some days were a real pain. Some days were the most beautiful of my life. And this was a different kind of joy. I didn't need to skip in the sun to feel it. Joy was the sleep I got after releasing secret from my bones. Joy was telling the truth. Joy was making a song that I didn't care ever saw the light of day. Joy was taking a trip alone and just sitting and staring at the water and seeing my reflection and thinking to myself, I look good. Joy was having nothing on my calendar and choosing what to do with my time. Joy was having a friend who didn't care how ugly I cried, always inviting and encouraging me to just be, however that looked that day. Joy was discovery. Joy was having someone show me beautiful worlds of their own and trusting in the journey. Joy was letting go of control. Joy was just sitting. Joy was just seeing how far I had come and waving at my shadows. Joy was accepting that the work is never done, but that every day is a choice. Um, And I thought that this was, I mean, super, super timely. Um, One of the things that I noticed just about, you know, this narrative that the Solange had placed was if we open ourselves up to looking at things different and changing our perspective about what is going on around us, that will do worlds for our world. Um, You know, she talks about just being still. She talks about having absolutely nothing to do and making a choice to do something. She talks about just being in, in quiet, just being around absolutely nothing. And I definitely encourage you to do that. 
I encourage you in this time where you don't have a packed schedule, where you're not packed socially, where everybody's not banging down your door to figure out what you're doing for the day, when you don't have, you know, work to go to, when you don't have that commute, to just revel in the nothing. Revel in the stillness, revel in the quiet, because you'll learn so many things about yourself. You'll learn so many things about what you do not need to have around you, what you thought was a pillar in your day that you 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 absolutely do not need, that you felt like was going to hold and lift you up, the discernment that will come out of it, the things that you are more sensitive to. Um, open yourself up to them because they are waiting to envelope you in, take you in, and and bring you to higher heights. So, you know, don't feel like you always need to have something going on. Don't feel like you always need to be around somebody. Enjoy being alone. And when you are enjoying being alone, we are when you are enjoying not being around someone else, you will just, you'll be the energy. You'll be the vibes. You'll be the, the the one to bring that happiness into the room. You won't feel like you need to get it from, you know, the person next to you, the person behind you, because at the end of the day, they're not able to give that to you the way that you are going to get that joy from what God has already placed deep down inside of you. Um, so I pray that you guys have enjoyed Faith and Fashion 360. Thank you for joining me week after week. I pray that you enjoy being here with us at WFNK Radio. Get into the rest of our Sunday night lineup, and I pray that you um, follow me at Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show on Facebook, as well as Faith and Fashion 360 on Instagram. Important. This country will make one of the most important International station from around the way. WFNK all day. You're listening to the best in gospel, soulful, and inspirational house music and mix shows. Mix shows. This is the mastersgroove.com.